You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, familia. This is Manny Recinos, and it's Pride Month. LGBTQ Pride Month is celebrated in June, and Pride Month commemorates years of struggles for civil rights and the ongoing pursuit of equal justice under the law of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community, as well as the accomplishments of LGBTQ individuals. And to help us celebrate, we have a very special guest. We have Justin Ziegler in the house, everyone. Hey, everyone. How's it going? So this is Justin, and I'm so excited to have him here. A little bit about Justin. He is president and associate broker of the uh, Common Ground Home Team, and he's also president of the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance Atlanta chapter. Welcome, Justin. Uh, also proud member of ARA. There we are. Absolutely. Yes, a realtor at heart. Here we go. So I want to introduce you to everyone. I've known you in the industry for a while now, um, and I would like to hear about kind of your, your origin story, right? How <laughs> did you become involved in real estate? Yeah, so... Uh, Unlike some people, uh, this was actually a third career for me. Actually, I think that might be more common than we think. That's true. A lot of people get into it later. Uh, but uh, I started off in the for-profit world. I didn't really love that so much, but it was a job that pays the bills. Uh, and then my passion was in nonprofit. I got into nonprofit. And then, of course, you know we know how the market shifted in 2008, 2009, going into the next uh, decade. And so I was like, well, I got laid off from my nonprofit job. I was like, this is a perfect time to go into real estate. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's how it happens sometimes. I mean, it's You'd be surprised, especially as we, we discuss uh, the paths with different people here on the podcast. It, it's amazing to hear some of these these origin stories. Tell me a little bit more of the nonprofit work that you did. Yeah, well, uh, so I, I came out in the 90s. I was growing up uh, in Atlanta in the 90s. And obviously, if you think about like the AIDS epidemic, that was a huge thing that was going on in the 90s. And drugs were just starting to get developed that changed how that worked. But we had gone through several years of... Uh, <laughs> not so great a prognosis uh, with that epidemic. And so as I was coming out, that was something that really affected my community. Um, and one of the first people that I met uh, when I started hanging out within the community and meeting new people was an older gentleman who uh, was HIV positive. It was the first person that I knew personally that was HIV positive. And he got me super interested in knowing more and getting involved in the community and fighting for my community, so to speak. So I started, you know, being an activist at like 17, 18 years old uh, within that within that realm. Uh, and so uh, I just got really passionate about it. So I was working in corporate America, volunteering all my time, you know, as an AIDS activist. And uh, whenever I was able to, I was like, huh, how do I turn this activism into a job so that I don't have to go to corporate America anymore? And so that was that was basically what happened. Uh, I was able to find a, a full-time job. I was working for an AIDS service organization in Midtown, the largest in the Southeast. It was a pretty big organization um, serving people who were, uh, you know, at risk, infected, uh, or affected by HIV and AIDS. 
Wow, no, that's that's an amazing uh, amazing work you did there for sure. Now you mentioned you then ended up in real estate, right? <laughs> right. So so the irony in all of it was I got laid off from the nonprofit world basically because the economy and the housing market crashed, and I was like, hey, housing market crash, that sounds like a great opportunity. Let me jump into real estate. <laughs> I love it. So you have experience in many different markets. We can definitely say that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like you know, when I first got started, and I think it's common. A lot of people get started to working with buyers. And, you know, I had just turned 30. So like I said, third career, I just turned 30. Uh, and a lot of the people that I knew, you know, were people that I grew up with. And they were that perfect age to take advantage of the fact that houses were really cheap at that point in time. So I was just calling everyone I knew and encouraging them to become a homeowner. Smart man. I like the hustle. I like the hustle. <laughs> well, I was calling them a couple of years later to tell them how much their house is worth. And many of them decided that they would take that as their first big investment. That's how you work the markets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is it right there. That's the goal. Um, so, okay. So you, what I'm hearing is you then started real estate, started putting some money in your pocket, right? You figured out how to how to work the uh, the market at the moment. So when you're doing all that work, uh, you know, for your own personal paycheck, what made you go, you know what, let me go back to volunteering and putting time in where you're not paid. Um, you know, how, how did that ignite that passion to to bring both of those together, the LGBTQ world and your real estate? Business? I think if you talk to most people that come from a passion world, you know, where they where they work in a field where they feel like they're doing good for the community, a lot of those people want to stay in that world somehow. And so for me, early on, I was like, okay, well, I'm going from the nonprofit world to a place where if I do well, I can do good, you know, uh, good and well at the same time. And I was like, so I, I created Common Ground, my company, and this isn't a plug for me, but like I created it with the idea that as the company becomes more profitable, I can do things in the community. So a lot of our profits go back into the things that I'm passionate about. So I can feel really good about making good money in this industry and then turning around and doing something really amazing with it. And, uh, you know, uh, when you're young, you have a lot more time on your hands usually. And uh, if, if you're successful when you're older, you have a little bit more money, but not so much time, right? Yeah. So that's interesting that you mentioned that. I, I want to go back to one point you said. So you said not only is it you giving up your time, but you have, I guess, from your business model, you make sure that that's part of it. Is that what you're kind of saying with, with your Yeah. Life? So, I mean, like I still like to give my time. I don't have as much of it as I used to, uh, but I also know that I have this opportunity, like when I do really well, to do good work too in the community. And so like that helps me fund some of those projects that I'm passionate about. And uh, interestingly enough, when you start to look at the thing that I was originally passionate about HIV and AIDS, you look at the epidemic uh, today and it's actually a disease of poverty. Uh, it's not it's not as much as a health related disease. And so what you find is people who are in these uh, uh, situations of poverty and, you know, being unhoused, a lot of times that's where the HIV infections are happening. And so when you start to house people, you actually reduce infections. Uh, and I was actually just in D.C. with the Alliance. We did our annual uh, symposium and we had the opportunity to meet with one of the folks who had been appointed at HUD. Um, under the current administration, and he shared with us a lot of information, told us that, you know, one of the things that the Biden administration was working on was ending the AIDS epidemic. And one of the two main ways that they were going to do it was by helping people who are unhoused find housing. Wow. So it sounds like the Alliance is doing a lot of amazing work out there. Can you tell us a little bit more about the mission of the Alliance and how you became involved with it? Yeah, well, I mean, 
I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to boil it down to what I think, you know, like, uh, the mission is personally, because I think it's really about housing people, you know, I mean, obviously we're working within the LGBTQ plus community, uh, but, and, and we, and we look at these facts and figures, right? So homeownership rate nationally is 65% within the LGBTQ plus community, it's 49%. So there's a gap wow. there. There's a, you know, there's a group of folks that are not homeowners that if they were just part of the general population probably would be. And so I think that the idea here is this organization is about uh, bridging that gap. If you're within the community, obviously we're trying to, you know, to promote wealth within the industry. I and mean, I think that most people who work in this industry will tell you that wealth building begins with home ownership. Um, and so like, that's one of those things where you look at generational wealth and a lot of times it comes from real estate. So we're trying to get folks within the LGBTQ community, excuse me, the LGBTQ uh, plus community to start, you know, building that generational wealth, you know, starting with their first home purchase. And so, uh, so for me, that's what that's about. It's about, you know, changing those numbers so that we're in line with the rest of the population in America. You know, you're, you're bringing up a very interesting topic there. And I think it's one that, um, you know, for those who don't know, I've been involved with a lot of the diversity groups, um, you know, under the National Association of Realtors, specifically with NAREP, which is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Um, but, you know, we've been very aware of the work that the Alliance does. And a lot of times, even some of the members within my organization go, wait, how, you know, how, what is the mission? You know, why is the work happening there? And I've heard many stories that I think, you know, are, are, are worth listening to of families that are split up because let's say, you know, someone does come out as, as gay or lesbian or trans and they do unfortunately not get that reception that we hope for, right? They are kicked out of homes. They, that is where the homelessness problem begins for the LGBTQ plus community sounds like, correct? Right. Well, and, and here we are in Atlanta, right? Atlanta is the big city in the South. It's the progressive place. And when you start thinking about uh, the communities where a lot of folks that come to Atlanta are coming from. You think of these small cities in neighboring states, Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina, where things are not as progressive as they are here. And, you know, a lot of times that does result in, in homelessness. And when you look at homeless populations overall, the, they have a disproportionate uh, representation by LGBTQ folks, especially trans people. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, like, so we, we start to see that. And, and the interesting thing that I learned kind of in working in the nonprofit world with uh, the LGBTQ plus uh, homeless population uh, is that a lot of times you don't recognize when someone's homeless because what happens, especially when you're looking at youth, youth are couch surfing. They're going from friend to friend to friend, staying on a sofa, you know, for one night. And, and again, you know, kind of going back to the idea of ending HIV, a lot of times what we see within our community is... Uh, you see survival sex happening and I'm not trying to like, you know, change, change the direction of this, but you know, a lot of times that's what happens. And so, you know, you see folks that are just kind of popping around, they'll get a gym membership, they can shower. Uh, you wouldn't pick them out, you know, on the street to, to think that they were homeless. And so, you know, a lot of times they don't get counted in numbers, uh, but they're out there and it's an issue. I think that I actually think that correctly that directly relates to what we're talking about because you are right. That's why these questions, like I'm saying, get asked to me of like, wait, so what are you know? Why is the alliance? You know, what what are they really trying to work towards? And it's these items that people don't see, right? They don't see it. You can't recognize it as easily. Um, so going back to kind of how the involvement of the alliance is with real estate, um, how do you spread that? 
that word? How do y'all do your work here on a local level and then on a national stage? Because I know the Alliance is a national presence. Yeah, so at the national level, there's a lot of activism that has that happens. Here at the local level, you know, uh, it's really more about, you know, connecting folks within the industry and kind of sharing resources and getting people involved that way. Uh, but obviously, you know, a big arm of what we do is is at that policy level. Uh, and that, of course, happens in places like D.C. and whatnot. When I was up there, uh, it was really quite glamorous. You know, there was, there was folks from all of these chapters all over the country, and we sat down and had lunch with two members of the House of Representatives. Uh, you know, we had someone from HUD speaking to us about what was going on specifically within the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, it was all of this great information that, you know, makes everything, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more meaningful for us locally. Uh, but at the local level, it's just as simple as transacting uh, real estate and promoting home ownership within the community. Uh, and certainly you don't have to be uh, part of the community to be an ally within the community. Um, and so that's why I think it's really important uh, to get folks involved who aren't necessarily identifying in the community but want to I mean, it, it could be for a lot of different reasons, that, but they want to be involved and they want to help. One of the things that I've always found really interesting, and this is something that I tell folks within my community when I meet with them, uh, that in the state of Georgia, someone can be absolutely discriminated against legally in many cases based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. But, you know, we as members of the Realtor organization have subscribed to a code of conduct that basically says we won't do that. And, you know, if you're an ally and you're working with an LGBTQ plus uh, member uh, of the community, you can remind them of that. And, and that, you know, uh, even though it is legal to, to discriminate against, that we won't do that because it is something that we find important as members of the Realtor organization. Yes, that code of conduct is something that really makes us special in this industry. Uh, we talk about it all the time in many different sectors, but especially um, you know, in this regard. Um, so tell us a little more about why uh, this organization is important in today's day and age. Yeah, well, uh, so I, I already mentioned the discrepancy between you know, homeownership rates. Uh, one of the other interesting tidbits that I got when I was in D.C. when we were talking to the gentleman from HUD was they have all of this data that they've done and they've compiled and they're looking at surveys and whatnot. And they were looking at LGBTQ adults who were not homeowners. And 46% of them said that the main reason why they hadn't pursued buying a home already was because they felt like they would be discriminated against. Uh, based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. And that was the primary reason. So 46% of these folks have said that the main reason why they are not getting a home is because they feel like they'll be discriminated against in the home buying process. So it's all about education and, and it makes sense, you know, being able to pass this information along, not just to the LGBTQ plus agents and professionals, but also their clients, sounds like, and those that are allies. You you keep saying that word ally. Explain to us a little bit more what that means that, and what it means to say you're an ally, right? I mean, let's let's make it simple. It yeah. means you're a friend of the community, right? It means that you well, hopefully, since you know you've subscribed to the code of conduct, you already said that you're not going to discriminate. But it means that you're not going to discriminate. It means that you know you want to see 
the number, that 64 or 65% homeownership rate, you want to see that apply to every community, uh, including our community. Um, and, you know, like I said, it, it's as simple as showing up um, because a lot of times, you know, within our community, it's not, it's not like I, you know, meet a gay person and they say, I only want to work with a gay person. They really are having thoughts more basic, like I just want to work with someone that doesn't think that fundamentally I should die and go to hell. You know, well, that's yeah. all they really want. They yeah. really want to have someone who, you know, just wants to help them buy a house like anybody else. And they don't want to feel like they're going to be treated differently. They really just want to be treated like everyone else is treated. You're right. I mean, the way you just broke it down is is just to the human level, right? I mean, you it's, it's that simple, a friend. I love how you said that. And I, I do think, and this is the, the work we do in the diversity space, right? When I have conversations with non-Hispanic, non-Latino uh, people, I, I don't tell them it means that you have to have every attorney in your office be a Spanish-speaking attorney or every lender has to be able to. It's also learning the sensitivities to that community. So you just mentioned one, you know, they're, that, that I've never thought of it that way of, self-imposed fears, right? Being able to go into a listing presentation and not being thrown off by a photo that's hanging of their wedding, right? Which is going to look very different than many other photos that you see when you have these meetings. But as an ally, even um, knowing that these are things you're walking into and really being aware of them. Well, I mean, here's a perfect example. I actually had someone told me one time that they waited five years to purchase a home because they thought that part of the process when they were applying for a loan was going to be them having to explain the purchases on their credit card and why they were at a gay bar, you know, or wow. something like that. And so like literally just something as simple as that. And here's the funny thing, you know, inside the industry, we know that the lender is not looking at the monthly credit card <laughs> statements and where you're spending your money. Right. So like, wow. that's silly, but like, that was that, that misconception. Uh, and that kept that person from buying a home for five years. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that is that is a very simple thing that, that you would hope isn't discouraging people. But if that's stopping you from buying a home, it's great to have that, that knowledge, you know, going into it, that these are the small things people are thinking about. Um, so we mentioned kind of how people can come and be an ally, you know, or, or LGBTQ plus professionals can get involved, you know, with this mission. Um, do y'all do local events or is it, you know, how does that work? Yeah. So, uh, so here's the fun part, you know, like my year as president, uh, this year has been coming out of COVID, right? So we went from like a period where everyone was locked down and no one was out doing things. We even had last year, uh, before I was president, I chaired the membership committee. And one of the things that we did just to kind of get people seeing faces was to have like a Zoom happy hour, like everyone did, right? You mm -hmm. know, we, we had those moments. Uh, so this year though, we've actually been all in person. So, you know, we have a, a monthly social networking event that we do, it's the third Wednesday of every month. And we purposely design it to be super Super casual like we we will have like little slips that have a QR code if you want to get information about the organization on a monthly basis all you have to do is join but we don't even collect people's information when they come it's really just more of come have a drink if you drink have a bite to eat um, and meet other people within uh, the business uh, develop those relationships I mean we've seen uh, recently, you know, as the market has shifted, you know, how important those relationships are. If you are submitting an offer for a client and you're calling a listing agent that you know, that's a huge advantage. So we're trying to get people meet within the community, meeting each other and, and whatnot and developing those relationships just, you know, casually. Um, once a year, we do uh, an educational program. So this year we just had it last uh 
recently, and it was uh, basically uh, at the Brave Stadium. Uh, Truist is a national sponsor. They gave us a space. We had a diversity training. And then afterward, we all, like, stick around at the Braves game and watch some baseball. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, this year, uh, in September, we actually just got the confirmation that the mayor agreed to speak to our organization. So we're going to have a much larger event where the mayor is coming to talk to us about, you know, what he sees going on in the city of Atlanta uh, within our community and, and whatnot. Uh, and then, of course, at national level, there's an annual convention that they do this year. It's in Vegas, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm getting married the next day, so I'm not going to be at that one, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, they gave me a pass. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we also, like, I, we had that policy symposium symposium. Uh, and so there are some national events that happen as well. But um, a lot of this is local. And, and the cool thing about Atlanta, so obviously this is uh, Atlanta Realtors podcast, right? Uh, we're the Atlanta chapter. Atlanta is the largest uh, realtor organization in the state of Georgia, obviously, other than the statewide organization. And Atlanta is the largest chapter of the LGBTQ uh, plus real estate alliance. So, uh, you know, we are we are really proud of that. Wow, that is that's pretty amazing. That's uh, uh, really cool to hear. I'm sure you will be missed as the largest chapter at your uh, conference in Vegas. But congratulations on your wedding. It's a good good reason to to have to miss it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yes, absolutely. Well, as we kind of get ready to wrap up here, I wanted to kind of give you a minute to you know take the floor. Any other information you'd like to share with us, um, you know, and obviously where we can kind of hear more about the alliance and and you as a resource. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, the easiest way to stay involved and, you know, get on the mailing list and, and be involved is really to become a member. And it's not even just about, you know, having to be a member to come to events. I've actually been getting business through the referral network through the, you know, so I have people from other states that, you know, have clients moving to Atlanta, or, you know, they're about to buy a place somewhere else, and they have to sell in Atlanta, and they reach out to me because, their client said that they wanted someone who was, you know, affirming and accepting. Um, so I've actually gotten business that way. So there's a certainly a, a self-serving reason to be involved. But, uh, but, but you know, you, and you can join at realestatealliance.org. But also, you know, really just kind of show up at some of these events. Uh, literally the only cost to the monthly event that we have is whatever you consume. So if you have a drink, you pay for your drink. If you have a bite to eat, you pay for your bite to eat. But we don't charge people to come uh, because, again, that's the, the spirit of this is really just to get people networking and, and passing business around. I love it. I love it. Well, these are very important organizations. As I said, I've been uh, involved and very aware of the uh, LGBTQ plus real estate alliance for a while now. I know there's some amazing people. So if you get a chance to come out, definitely uh, we will see you at these events. And uh, we Justin, will see you because you show up to these events, Manny. And absolutely, I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's a party. Yes, it is. I'm telling you, it is a great time and a lot of incredible information. I know that on the website, they just recently released the um, report, right? Yeah, yeah, the annual report, uh, which actually kind of goes over some of these facts and figures that I've been sharing with you here, but in a lot more detail and a lot more facts, facts and figures. So it really kind of breaks things out so you get a better sense. So, you know, if you are an ally and you're not familiar with the community, it's a great way to familiarize yourself with, you know, just kind of issues that are facing the community so that when you do work with a client from our community, you know exactly what you're doing. 
Yes. So if you're a nerd like me and love statistics and numbers, definitely something to check out. Give us the website one last time, Justin. Realestatealliance.org. There we go. Well, thank you so much, Justin. It means so much that you were able to uh, join us today here at The Rundown. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, listen, to all of you out there, as always, it's been a pleasure spending time with you today. Until next time, take care, familia. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe, and for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.